Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to have a look today at the two teams that were eliminated on the weekend from the NRL, the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters. We're going to kick off today with the Sydney Roosters and having a look back at their season and just a quick look at what it's looking like for season 2023. Now the Roosters, they obviously came into this season off the back of last year, which was a disaster with so many injuries. Uh, It was crazy how the Roosters just managed to navigate their way through that season. Uh, But at the end of the day, they did finish fifth on the ladder last year despite all the injuries they had and James Tedesco playing about seven different positions. Sam Walker in his rookie season became the chief playmaker in this side without Luke Keary. So incredible what the Roosters managed to do last year, finishing in fifth place. They came into this year getting all these guys back from injury and looking like they could really threaten for a premiership this year. They actually managed to go down on the ladder. So the question is, was the Roosters 2022 season a success? Now, straight away you say no. Uh, They obviously didn't win the competition, which is harsh, but that's the business that the Roosters are in. They are in the business of winning premierships. Considering they went down on the ladder from last year, I think it is safe to say um, that this season was not a success for the Sydney Roosters. They would be pretty disappointed with it, and I'd be very, very keen to see uh, what they actually do in this offseason because we know when the Roosters aren't successful, they make pretty radical changes. So it'll be, I'll be keen to see what happens. Now, obviously, they finished one place less on the ladder, which was disappointing, but... They also went out in week one of the finals, which you do not see all that often at the Sydney Roosters, especially with the sort of squad that they had. Now, granted, come that game against South Sydney, there was a lot of injuries that make that made life hard. But, I mean, even full strength, I, I, I thought they were going to lose that one, to be honest with you. So they definitely weren't the team they usually are. Last year, considering all their injuries and all that sort of stuff, they did manage to win week one of the finals. It was against the Gold Coast Titans, so I argued last year really shouldn't have been a top-eight team, and I think that showed this year. Uh, but then they did come out the week after and get absolutely dusted by the Manly Seagulls. But I don't think there's any argument that this year would be considered uh, a bit of a failure for the Sydney Roosters. Now, if you have a look through their attack, um, they averaged 26 points per game this season, which was pretty good. The Penrith Panthers, they averaged 27 points per game. So considering the Roosters went the vast majority of the season seemingly still trying to work out who was going to play what positions and what roles all these guys are going to play, I thought their attack was pretty good throughout the year. 
Defensively, still pretty good as well. They averaged uh, 18 points conceded per game, which is pretty good, realistically. Three tries in the modern game per game, that's okay. You, you're happy with that. It's not up there with the top teams. Obviously, the Penrith Panthers, they average 13 points per game, and the Cowboys weren't far off that as well, which doesn't sound like a heap, but... You know, five to six points, that's one less try per game. Think about how many games, how many close games with top teams are decided by one try or less. Have a look at the games on the weekend. So uh, pretty important there to get your defense sorted. So if you have a look at that, though, as a whole, on average, uh, the Roosters, based on averages, they were winning their games by eight points throughout the year. So just based on averages in attack and defense, you take your attack averaging 26 minus your defense 18. Uh, they're winning games by about eight points on average throughout the season. So plus eight uh, was their margin at the end of that. You look at the Penrith Panthers though, and you know I, I hate to compare to the Panthers, but they are the team that I believe is going to win this premiership. They have been the best team in this competition, and that's where the Roosters uh, should see themselves and would see themselves right up there with them. So they scored 27 points in attack throughout the year. They only conceded 13, so they were plus 14. So once again, comes back to an entire try less per game, which over the entire season builds out to be you know, 25-odd tries. So pretty wild there. Obviously, the Roosters, they had a good season. It wasn't fantastic. A record of 15-9, and nine, uh, 15 wins, 9 losses. So, look, not a train wreck. Made finals footy and whatnot, but definitely not hitting the standards that the Roosters like to. Now, let's have a look at some talking points from throughout, throughout the year, probably the reasons why they didn't uh, go further than what they did. For me, it was their combinations. They spent the entire season trying to work out who should be playing what position, and not only what position, but what role they should be playing. They obviously lost Sam Verrills very early, so Connor Watson came in at nine, so it was a little bit all over the place to start. Once Sam Verrills did get in there, I thought he was fantastic for them, and he is going to be a big loss. There is no doubt about that. They do sign Brandon Smith, who's a better hooker, don't get me wrong, but there are aspects of Sam Verrills' games that are well and truly ahead of Brandon Smith, so it is going to test them in certain parts, but there are a lot of positives to come from the Chiefs' well, which we'll talk about soon. You have look at the halves. Obviously, Kiri and Walker, their first full season playing together. It was very hard to work out who needed to be the Batman, who needed to be the Robin. They sort of worked it out at the back end of the of the season. Turned out that your Batman is probably Sam Walker. Your Robin is Luke Kiri. But when you seem to take a bit of responsibility in the seven jersey off Luke Kiri, it tend to really unlucky, uh, unlock him towards the back end of the season. So that's positive for next year, but it was definitely a talking point um, that dominated this season. I think it's something that the Roosters took a lot longer to work out than what they assumed that, that it would take them. Uh, I think the other one is also James Tesco and Joey Manu. You obviously wanted to get Joey Manu into the game a little bit more. A couple of games during Origin where James Tesco missed games at footy and Joey Manu got to come infield and show what he can do. There was the game against you know the Dragons, the game against the Raiders where he played 5-8, fullback a few different positions and he was just fucking unbelievable. So it sort of left the Roosters going, well, we can't just leave him out at right centre. He's not getting enough ball there. We need to utilise him. And personally, as much as I love the roaming centre sort of role, it is hard to balance it sometimes, especially when you've got such an on-ball fullback like James Tedesco and you've got halves that are still working out their place in the team. Having so many bodies going everywhere, um, it's a bit all over the place. As far as combinations go as well, I mean, we're even trying to work out their back rowers for the first half of the season. He chucked, you know, um, you had... 
Satili Tupanua on one edge, Angus Crichton, they were on opposite sides of what they were last year. Then they swapped back throughout the year. And just as they started to find some consistency with that after fucking around with that combination forever, all of a sudden, Satili Tupanua, he got ruled out for the season. And then you had to bring Nat Butcher in. So it was just hard for them to find consistency throughout the whole year. And as I've always said, the core of the Sydney Roosters, it is Victor Radley. And obviously, he was in and out of football this year as well. And, you know, just as they started to work out one combo, all of a sudden, Satili would go down. Or just as they started to work out one combo, Victor Radley would get suspended. Someone else would come in there. It was just so hard for the Roosters to find consistency throughout this year. And personally, I think it's one of the very big things that cost them this year. Even their centers towards the back end of the season, constantly chopping and changing them. You obviously had at the start of the year, like your Nagamas in this side and all these other guys, Momorowski. Drew Hutchinson was filling in all over the place, playing a role there. Matt Lodge then came in, which I think was a fantastic signing. I think it was a really good get for them. But then he also sort of changed your front row rotation. Lindsay Collins was in and out. Taki Aho was in and out. So I do feel a little bit sorry for the Roosters that as much as their injury list wasn't as bad as last year as far as long-term injuries, there was just constant rotation within this side and they never really got to find consistency. Towards the back end of the season, they finally worked out how all their spine would fit together, how their centers would fit together, how their fullback would chime in, who'd be the 13, how Connor Watson. Connor Watson was another one. They were constantly trying to find a role for him throughout the season. They managed to find just that 30-minute role of him just to go nuts through the middle, and it was really effective. But you got to the back end of the season, and injuries sort of threw all that out the window. So I do feel a little bit sorry for the Roosters as far as that goes, and they'll be very keen to have another preseason under their belt. Hopefully they get a good run of injuries this year, and they can gel it all together. But uh, yeah, it did make life a little bit hard this year, I still didn't think even the periods where they had everyone on board and, and everything, that they looked good, but I still didn't think they were going to be able to beat the Penrith Panthers this year, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, now, let's have a look at the silver linings. Now, they know what their combos are going to be for 2023. I think we all know sort of how the Roosters are going to line up come round one next year. I think we know who the seven's going to be, Sammy Walker. We know Luke Keery's going to be at six. We know that Teddy's going to be, be a fullback. We know that Joey Manu's going to be at right center. He's going to be roaming around a little bit. So it will give those boys a little bit more time during the preseason to work out their actual structures, especially between James Tedesco and Joey Manu. Uh, it's all good and well when you've got this roaming centre like in Origin last year with Turbo's on absolute fire and, you, and the Blues are winning by 50-odd points. But in closer games, you need to have a bit more consistency when you have got a roaming guy like that. So Teddy and Manu, they're two champion players. They will work it out. There is no doubt about that. Uh, you also will hopefully have Victor Radley for the entire season. I personally think uh, that Victor does need to change his game to some extent. Uh, I don't know. I know Robinson, it's very hard to change a guy like Victor, but he is just so fucking talented and he simply just doesn't spend enough time on the field at the moment. So I do think they need to adjust something there. Brandon Smith at nine, I really like the signing. I still think he's a better middle forward than he is a hooker. And I know people will push back on that and say, yeah, but Dolium hooker. Look, I, I just, he is such an amazing hooker when he is 10 metres out from the try line. He's probably the best in the game. Uh, but the rest of the field, I think I would rather have Sam Barrels, to be perfectly honest with you, his ball service and everything. Cheese will have an entire preseason to get all those things sorted out, hopefully out a kicking game as well. 
a proper kicking game. He has kicked a few times for Melbourne, but they haven't been overly impressive. So fingers crossed Cheese can add those things to his game, which, to his credit, he hasn't really played that much rugby league at hooker. Uh, obviously, he got the Daily M hooker of the year, but he didn't train there in the preseason or anything. He sort of just got shifted there and did a tremendous job. So plenty to work on with Cheese, but he definitely is a silver lining. Having a character like him in your footy side, he will be fantastic. And if they can unearth a hooker to play during during games or during the season and move him to a middle forward, I wouldn't be surprised if they need to at some point. Now, I think the other exciting thing for the Sydney Roosters is the young guys that really stepped up this year. Egan Butcher, I thought he went to another level. He was fantastic. Uh, Suali'i, I believe he's going to represent the Kangaroos at the end of the season. So he will be back bigger and better. We saw him get a little taste of fullback the other day. I think he showed that he's probably not ready for that role just yet, and nor should he be as a teenager. So he will be on the wing still doing fantastic things. Terrell May, he was fantastic. And probably the fine of the seat. Well, actually, he's probably the fine of last season. But I went into this season thinking Connor Watson, he's going to be Mr. Utility for the Sydney Roosters, and he was great, Connor Watson. He will remain great for this team, but Drew Hutchinson, he's a guy that has really stepped up and is able to play just about any position he's worth having in their team. You can play him at centre. He finished the year at centre. He can play in the halves. He can play at 13. He can play in the back row if you needed him to. He can just fill in everywhere, Drew Hutchinson. I think he's a fantastic uh, guy for them to have in this team. He looks to me... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To be the next generation of probably Mitch Orbison. Now, the other uh, shining light is that they have got a number of young guys coming through the juniors. Their SG Bullside was very successful this year, losing the grand final when the Penrith Panthers made a huge comeback. And there's a number of guys that will come out of that team and be very successful. The one that I've spoken about on a number of occasions so far is Josh Wong. You will see him play for Fiji in the World Cup at the end of the season. Another guy who he could be the guy to replace Hutcho as the next Orbo. I think he's going to be an incredibly versatile player. Hopefully, it doesn't ruin his career as far as versatility. I think he's just so talented that he could play so many spots, but I think he's probably a 13 back rower or center. One of those spots, I'm not sure where he ends up. Probably not at 13, uh, because you've got Victor Radley, so I can't see Wong playing there, but I do think he could end up as a back rower or come in as a really, really good defensive center there. So, I think you'll see him come off the bench a lot for the Sydney Roosters next year, and I think during the origin period, you'll see him jump into the back row, or if there are injuries, and he will really, really impress. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar over the next few years. The other one is Connor Watson. We spoke about him before. Obviously, they do. They will have him for another season. He won't be fucking around playing hooker and stuff in the preseason. He'll just be focusing on his role as a roaming 13 through the middle, and he can adjust his body accordingly. So very excited for Connor Watson next year as well. I think he will be better for the run. He will still play that limited role, but that limited role through the middle of the game is just so important. I think he will be better for it. So the Sydney Roosters, I definitely wouldn't call this season a success. I think it's pretty disappointing by their standards. The other key one is going to be Matt Lodge. Does he stay or does he go? 
If Matt Lodge does go, this could be an issue for 2023 because they are losing Takiaho. I am a little bit worried about Lindsay Collins, to be honest with you. These head knocks, they seem to be pretty consistent. It is becoming a little bit of a worry. If they lose Matt Lodge, that's going to cause huge dramas. And for me, I think it could see Brandon Smith potentially play as a bit more of a middle forward throughout the season in different patches with injuries and whatnot. Um, so hopefully they do keep Lodge and Cheese can just focus on being a nine. Losing Takiaho is going to be a big one. He's been a champion player in this team for a long time, had a couple of injuries over the last few years, obviously. But you go back and you watch those two grand finals that they won. He was key in both of them. So Takiyaho, he will be a huge, huge loss. Hopefully Lindsay Collins has overcome his uh, concussion problems and everything. And hopefully Matt Lodge does stay for the Sydney Roosters. Because if not, I do look at their pack and go, it's a little bit short. Renu Fatoni, who I was very high on this year, didn't get to play a first grade game the entire year. I thought he definitely would. Had a few injuries throughout the season as well. So I'm not sure how he's going to bounce back next year. But he's one they're excited about, obviously. But Egan Butcher, he is ready to step into that role. But I think keeping Matt Lodge is going to be key for the Sydney Roosters, and I think they will be well and truly aware of that. But I think they will be going up against a pretty big offer from the Dolphins. So Matty Lodge has got to make a decision. Does he want to stay with Robbo and and challenge for a premiership for a little bit less money, or does he want to move up to the Dolphins with his father-in-law? This is the other thing that will play a role. Obviously, his father-in-law is Peter O'Sullivan. So I believe Lodge's uh, partner and kids are up there at the moment. So we'll see how it plays out, but he is going to be key for the Sydney Roosters. I think they need to keep him as Rhea Hargraves gets a little bit older as well. It's going to be interesting 2023 for the Roosters. I still think they will be a top eight side. I think they've got the spine to 100% be a top eight side. I think that if they're injury free, I think you can lock them in for a top four spot as well. Uh, but it is going to be, be a big test for them because based on the last few years, they have had a heap of injuries, heap of distractions and all that sort of stuff. But I think they seemingly will be a little bit more settled coming into 2023 than what they were in 2022. It won't. They won't hit the ground running, I don't think. I think it will take a little while for Cheese and uh, Kiri and Walker to all gel together, but I think you'll see, similar to 2018, which is what we thought would happen this year as well, and it didn't, to be fair. Well, it happened a little bit later. I think you'll see sort of halfway through the season, back end, they will sort of start to bring it together. But it is hard when you have got so many superstars in your team that play Origin when you're trying to gel things together, and then all of a sudden, for three months, smack in the middle of the season, your fullback disappears, one of your back rowers goes, you lose a few guys in the Origin Arena and whatnot, so it will be tough. Hopefully they can get through this World Cup. They will have a lot of guys off representing Australia, Tonga, New Zealand, a lot of nations, Fiji, etc. Hopefully they can get through that all injury-free. They can all return from the World Cup, rip into preseason, and be ready to launch an attack on season 2023, where personally, I think if the Roosters aren't top four, it'll definitely be a failure next season. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 